Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. In the boardroom of the Wakefield Trust and Savings Bank this morning, there was a tense, expectant silence. The door opened and Ben Calvert came slowly into the room, well pleased with the sensation his unexpected arrival has created. Good morning, David. Morning, Mr. Calvert. Ben, Ben, what does this mean? As you can see, we're having a meeting here. I know. That's why I came. Mind if I sit down? Ben, I don't know what your purpose is, but I must ask you to excuse us. This is a private meeting of the board of directors. Exactly. And I happen to be a member of the board. What do you mean? Is this a joke? Hardly. Yes, if you want proof, credentials, David, here they are. Certificates. Henry Swanson certificates. If you don't believe me, you'll find his signature on the back. Everything's quite in order. John, did, did you know Henry was contemplating selling? No. Are you telling us you've taken over Henry Swanson's stock? Oh, now you're catching on, David. Swanson sold me a stock, yes. From now on, you're going to have some new blood in this outfit of yours. <laughs> and I must say, David, you can use them. Well, get on with your meeting. Just a minute, Mr. Calvert. Yeah? It looks to me as if you're acting pretty high-handed. Now, after all, even supposing you have bought Swanson out, there's still a little matter of your being elected to this body. Mm. That's right. It's purely a formality, Perry. You ought to know that. It's automatic. Or should be, since I'm now the principal stockholder, next to David. Mm, Yes, it may be a formality, but the fact remains the transfer hasn't been made officially. That can all be taken care of later. Simply a question of issuing the papers in my name instead of Henry's. The usual paperwork. Surely you won't exclude me on a mere technicality. Well, I don't know about that. We've got rules to cover transactions like this, and... I don't see why we shouldn't ignore them. Not for you, nor nor anyone else, Mr. Calvin. Never mind, John. There's no point standing on a technicality. I'm afraid it won't make any difference. Ben will be a member officially in a day or two anyway. Nothing to be gained by a postponement. Thank you, David. I knew I could count on you to be reasonable. Do the rest of you agree with me? Well, as you say, David, why not? Oh, it's okay with me. Then if that's settled, we can proceed with our business. As I was saying before the the interruption, this meeting today was called for a special purpose. Yesterday I had a talk with Henry Swanson. At that time, you understand, Henry had no intention of giving up his place here on the board. That is, he didn't mention it if he had. You're quite correct, David. Henry arrived at his decision quite suddenly, about an hour ago. I see. Well, during the course of our conversation, Henry agreed to come here this morning and talk to the rest of you in regard to... Bill Mead's resignation. Now, just a moment, please. I can see by your expression that comes as a surprise. Doubtless you've all considered the question settled. However, as you all know, I was never in agreement with the original decision. Yesterday, Henry came to the conclusion that the decision had been hasty and ill-advised. What a pity, David. And today, Henry's no longer on the board. Now, look here, Ben. If you don't mind, we'd appreciate it if you'd let David finish. He has the floor. To continue... Henry was planning to come here today and explain his reasons for deciding Bill Meade should be allowed to remain on here at his job. But since Henry isn't here, perhaps I can explain it to you myself. I'd say that was a large order, David. At the time we originally discussed the matter of Bill's resignation, 
Most of you were convinced Bill had a hand in Mrs. Descari's being hurt. She'd been brought into the hospital and had as yet made no explanation of what had happened. However, a short while later, she did explain, and her story exonerated Bill completely. She admitted it was her own husband, Mario Descari, who had quarreled with her. Naturally. She was covering up for Bill Mead. Please, Ben. I was very disappointed when all of you, particularly Henry, refused to consider Carla Descari's confession as proof that Bill was innocent. As I saw it, you were allowing yourselves to condemn an innocent man purely on the basis of hearsay and gossip. In other words, the only evidence against Bill Mead was circumstantial evidence. As you all know, some of the worst injustices have been committed on just such a basis. That's why I want to ask you, to beg you, in fact, to reconsider. I've lived with Bill Mead. I believe I know him as well as any man can know another. I'm absolutely convinced of his innocence. Well, gentlemen, you've heard David's story for what it's worth. I'd like to say a few words on the other side of the picture. That is, if you'll allow me to do so. Go ahead, Ben. It's your right. Fine. And this reminds me of the time you and I were up against each other on the debating team, David. If you'll remember, uh, I was the one who took the prize. I remember. I'm not as good as you are, David, at twisting facts around the way I want them. I'm inclined to stick to the truth without dressing it up. And the truth is that everyone in Wakefield has known for months of Bill Mead's disgraceful conduct. Every decent person in this town knew about it and condemned his behavior. They felt sorry for Mario Descari. Knowing his home, his marriage was in jeopardy. And, I'm sure you'll all agree, we foresaw tragedy ahead. Unless something were done. Unfortunately, nobody wanted to take the first step. And then, one day it was too late. The damage was done. Mrs. Descari was in the hospital. Mario Descari had disappeared. We all knew then without the possibility of a doubt who is to blame. Bill Mead. That's not true. That boy is as innocent as I am. I'm sure you believe that statement. But, David, you're a sentimentalist. You've taken a fancy to Bill Mead, and I don't blame you for refusing to admit that you befriended a scoundrel. A scoundrel who broke up the happy marriage of two young people we've all known since they were children. Now, gentlemen, are you going to sit back and condone this? The law cannot punish Bill Mead. Not this time. He was too smart. But we don't have to sit back. We know how Wakefield feels about this affair. And after all, we have a responsibility towards our community. We cannot align ourselves on the side of immorality, lack of decency. Well, gentlemen, that's all I have to say. I think Ben's right, David. You know, that's how I felt from the start. Yes, I know, Stan, but David... Uh, I'm sorry, but I have to agree with Calvin on one score. I do think you're influenced by personal sentiment. Oh, now, now, I don't blame you, but... It doesn't seem to me the bank can afford to revoke its original decision. David only nodded. He knew it was useless to say any more. Knew that Henry Swanson could have gotten them to reverse their opinion. But Henry wasn't here. 
Ben had seen to that. The meeting was adjourned. The men filed out quietly. Only one, Ben Calvert, remained behind. Well, David, I'm afraid I spoiled your thunder. But in the interest of justice, I felt it my duty to put the members straight. Ben, don't talk to me of justice. You know what you did here today, and you know why. Certainly I do. I averted what otherwise would have been an outrage against human decency. The trouble you go to out of hatred to get back at Bill. Why do you hate that boy, sir? He's done you no harm, Ben. I won't rest until Bill Mead leaves Wakefield. Leaves for good. Knowing he can never come back. I'm amazed at you. Falsehood, deception, trickery. Forcing Henry to sell out to you. And all wasted. Forcing, Henry? That's an assumption. And as for it being wasted, on the contrary, I expect to cash in very nicely on my investment. An investment in revenge and cruelty. Be careful, Ben. You may find that the dividends you get back will be in the same coin. I'll take that chance, David. But David is right, Ben. For just as you scheme against Bill Meade, trying to destroy him, there are others planning your own downfall. Your wife, Jessie, now completely dominated by her former lover, Brett Cameron. Jessie, who hates you, Ben, just as you hate Bill. Yes, Ben, David is only too right when he says your investment in revenge may pay you back in the same coin. <laughs> 